Dave Berggren came to Clarksville with the Army and soon took the skills he learned as an Army recruiter to build a successful furniture business that would go on to become one of the biggest in the state. He joins Charlie and Katie to give advice to aspiring business owners and share his incredible story. All in this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. Now, Dave, you came to Clarksville through Fort Campbell, correct? I sure did. I sure did. Uh, Came here from my second best job in the Army. Yeah, which was? (laughs) So I was stationed in Mississippi for uh, for three years as an Army recruiter. Oh, okay. And got to learn a lot about myself and uh, a little bit about, uh, you know, uh, I guess selling, because I was selling careers, Uh selling the Army, and kind of ran into, you know... uh, Ran into some business people in Mississippi, and when we moved to Fort Campbell, uh, I didn't want to stay being an Army recruiter, so we moved to uh, Fort Campbell, and uh, that's kind of how we got to Clarksville. This was our next duty assignment. So, so uh, before we get too far past that, what specifically did you learn about yourself being an Army recruiter? Well, I mean, I was an introvert. You know, I really didn't know how to talk and really talk mm-hmm. to people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, met with the face of failure of not being able to do that. I, I learned quickly how to how to talk to people and how to, you know, how to develop a process um, to, uh, I guess, basically sell the army to young, young adults and get out of your comfort zone and yeah, grow. I yeah. had to get out of my comfort zone. And again, the best part of that is I kind of got in touch with the furniture industry in Mississippi. Okay. So looked at some furniture wholesalers and some retailers and at that point said, Gee, I think I could do this someday. Mm-hmm. So, what made you choose to stay in Clarksville? Well, I mean, Clarksville is a great place to live. Uh, mm-hmm. It resembles a lot of my hometown in Michigan, but it's just—I mean—a great cost to live in. Great people. I love the water, so the rivers here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I'm not a big city person, so I mean, Nashville's close by if you want to go. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we just really fell in love with Clarksville in general. Yeah, I mean, I've, you know, we've I've seen Dave, his businesses grow and grow and grow. And, you know, you said something about, you know. Well, hey, we haven't even told our audience what those businesses are yet. Uh, I know. Okay. But we'll, we'll get we'll there. We'll get to it. Okay. Yes, I didn't know yes, if we ma'am. were like working up to it or not. Yeah, yeah, we're working up to it because I think I think Dave realized when 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 he realized that he needed to get out and grow that that really helped him to be an entrepreneur. And so I was going to ask him, mm-hmm. you know, what 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 was your first business? And then what are your businesses now that you have? Because you have multiple businesses. So, yeah, we, uh, um, I mean, came here in 95 and uh, around 1999, I realized my body wasn't, uh, wasn't holding up quite as well as I probably wanted it to. And I realized realized the end in the army was probably near. So uh, I got into business in Oak Grove, started our first furniture connection store. And, uh, that was, that was, uh, we started that in 99 and, um, it, it just grew. Uh, I didn't get out of the army till 2002. So, uh, a year later, uh, got the opportunity to buy yellow gables, uh, which was on Fort Campbell Boulevard out. And, and eventually we just moved everything to yellow gables into that Mm -hmm. 1891 Fort Campbell Boulevard location. So, uh, I was happy to get out of the army in 2002 because I only had one job to work. Yeah, that that's got to be a, a a scary proposition for you to to have a full time job in the army and then to have another full time job running a business. 
Yeah, I think the scarier thing was to not have a job, period, because I knew when I knew I was going to need to change careers. And again, my back, neck, things just weren't holding up quite as well yeah. as I uh-huh. wanted to. I The scarier thing was to not have a job. So I, I realized I needed to create something uh, and make something happen before I got out, you know, probably three years later. So I think that's probably the necessity. And, and I mean, I always liked business and went to college, went to school for business. So, I mean, it, for me, it was a natural transition. It just needed to figure out what and when. And, uh, again, 99 was the time it was, I had an opportunity and took it. And your connections from Mississippi, that's kind of how you got down that furniture store road? Yeah, yeah. Look, looked at some furniture stores. A guy down there was wholesaling furniture at the time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I just looked at it and said, gee, this is something I could do, but do better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How uh, long did it take you from the time you opened your your first store to you being comfortable thinking, hey, this is, this is legit. I'm really good I'm, at this. I'm going to be successful in this. About three months. <laughs> really? But uh, yeah, we, we were debt free. Uh, we paid our first business oh, loans off awesome. in, in, in less than a year. So, wow. Um, so didn't take a salary, mm-hmm. uh, you know, lean and mean. And I mean, we paid our first loans off and I, I knew that, I mean, this was good, but I needed to get out of the army really to, to mm-hmm. put any real time behind it. So you started that furniture store. Then what, what was the next thing f- for you past that? So, you know, a, a lot of failures. I, I tell everybody I've got more failures than success. But, but I, I, just, I love that because most success stories have failures. Yeah. So, you know, uh, we had the Furniture Connection store. We had our, our old warehouse down on Fort Campbell Boulevard, uh, opened some smaller stores up, some kind of clearance centers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. They didn't make it. Ashley came along with the Furnish 123 concept. So we said, hey this looks like something we can do. So we opened one on Lowe's drive in Clarksville and we opened a second one in Nashville. And again, they kind of took their path. And again, we learned a lot from those mm-hmm. stores and we learned what to do and what not to do. So, uh, both are now eventually closed, but we had the opportunity to open up. Uh, I was always going to move furniture connection to Wilma Rudolph. And then the Ashley home store opportunity came up uh, about the same time we had built our distribution center and moved our warehouse to the industrial park. So, I mean, without our distribution center, Ashley would have never approached us because we didn't have enough capacity. But I mean, Ashley approached us with the Ashley home store, you know, the franchise and Mm -hmm. we decided to take the opportunity. So, uh, that put our furniture connection project probably years behind. So, um, so we, we opened up the Ashley home store and kind of got, everything functioning that led us to our last, our new store that we've got open in Clarksville now. So you've got multiple furniture stores, warehouse and a distribution business. So you must employ a large number of people. I think last count, uh, it was 130, I think it was 133 people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and how do you, how do you fill your spots? How do you recruit people to come work for you? Gee, we have phenomenal people. I, I mean, recruiting is all about having the right people looking for the right people. Mm-hmm. So it's a full-time job. So, yeah. I mean, but I mean, we do really well with it. I mean, good people. Uh, I mean, I'm, we're never as good as interviewing as we'd like to be, but we're always trying to improve. Um, and I've got some great people with a great talent, but great sense of yeah. who's going to be right for our team. So now a couple times you've mentioned the word failure and I always say behind every great success story are a lot of like missteps and hiccups and 
missed opportunities and failures. So what I think sometimes that's someone who's new getting into business. That's their biggest concern is what if I fail? What advice would you give them on that? Well, I I would always uh, plan to, you know, think you're probably going to fail and and not get too deep into something where you Mm -hmm. can't back yourself out. But I mean, again, I've opened several stores and you know, I had to make sure that I had the lease right and all that to be able to back out. But just always understanding, especially in the retail business, understanding what the client's looking for mm-hmm. and always asking and always trying to find out and, you know, being able to be nimble enough to be able to change. So, you know, I mean, again, failure is a part of business. If, 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 you know, if you don't ever do anything, you're probably not going to make any mistakes. My father always said that. And mm-hmm. again, I, you know, you're going to make some mistakes. You just got to be nimble enough and enough to be able to change. And, you know, too many business owners don't are afraid of change and uh, also afraid of hiring people smarter than they are. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you on our staff, I mean, I got people that are brilliant, much smarter than I am. I feel, I mean, they, uh, systems, processes, computers, be able to do things that I could ever dream of doing, but there's mm-hmm. more. And it's, I always tell people, always f- hire somebody smarter than you are and somebody that has talents that you don't have. Yeah, so that's you, good advice. Yeah, you're, you are giving a lot of people good advice and, and you're a great example of, of, building up and supporting our community and you know with this mm-hmm. this show that we do Clarksville's conversation we're fortunate enough to get to talk to people like you and many many others that have success stories and have some failures that have are all, willing to share them yeah and and it and they all contribute to our community greatly so i just i want to thank you for taking oh, thank you. that opportunity uh to be successful but not be afraid to fail along the way yeah, and you mentioned nimble, and sometimes when we <clears throat> fail, it's like a mistake we made, but sometimes it's pandemic and nothing you can do. So you've got to be willing to change. Yeah, this whole pandemic has put put us in a lot of, uh, lot of opportunities. Um, again, I mean, at the same time, it's scary. And at the same time, there's so many opportunities that we've had to deal with. I mean, you know, I've, we've had to change our whole business model from mm-hmm. day one. Right. I mean, we were a stocking furniture store. We always had everything in stock to now. I mean, we do have stuff in stock. A lot of times it's the wrong stuff sometimes. But again, we, we're, we're continuing to deal with it. And I mean, we've got a whole team now that's dedicated to just ordering furniture because I mean, it's, it's that big of a job, but being able to change, but you know, this pandemic has again, been a lot of opportunity. A lot of people are looking for new furniture right now because they can't travel and can't spend their disposable income. Mm -hmm. It's tough to get furniture, but it's, it's definitely worth spending the extra effort to try to get it. So, so before we close, um, let's say I'm a brand new young entrepreneur and I got this idea and I'm wanting to launch it. What advice would you give me? One of the best things that I think I'm good at is writing a business plan mm-hmm. and you got to write a business plan and you got to know you're going to make it before you, you get in business. So, I mean, either, either learn how to write a good business plan, uh, or, or find somebody that can help you with it. But, you know, you need to make sure your business will cash flow before you open. And there's plenty of information on the internet based on average sales or whatever industry mm-hmm. you get in. Uh, and the last thing I'd say is probably one thing I've learned is locations, everything. So mm-hmm. you may pay double for a better location, but that's, that's, um, it's going to pay off in dividends in the long run. So, yep. you know, don't skimp, but uh, you know, don't skimp, don't skimp on anything. Don't skimp on what you pay your people because I mean, again, I know I, I know I've got staff that make really good money, but I tell you, they earn it every day and it helps decrease turnover and you figure out what turnover is worth. So 
you know, it's better to pay your people and invest in your people and hope they stay with you for the long haul. Yeah, I oh, heard location, ask. location, location, yeah. and invest in people so they'll stay there because turnover costs you money That's right. every time. Yeah, and no matter how good you are, I mean, a lot of times, I mean, we're if we're in business, we think we know the answer to everything, but we really don't. So trust your people, let them make decisions, let them make decisions, and they'll fail. But failure is good. Teach them they through fail, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. when they fail, they, they know they've made a, decision, a bad decision and, and you can talk to them about it. But at the end of the day, they won't make that decision the second time. Yep. That's very good advice. It's awesome. Well, Dave, thank you for joining us today. And thank you for choosing Clarksville and investing yeah. in Clarksville. Had a great time. Thanks, guys. All right. Subscribe to Clarksville's Conversation wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on a single conversation.